And welcome in to On the Preds with me, your host, Alex Darty of A to Z Sports and my co-host, Sean Smith of On the Forecheck. What is going on? We have a fun show for you today. Welcome in. What's up, Sean? Oh, you know, just uh, getting ready to go back to work for the week. You know how it is. Everybody gets really geared up on Sunday. Good. Yes, it's time to go back to work. No more resting. Right. Yeah. Woo. I am ready to go on vacation. I get to go oh. on vacation tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I don't. So there you go. You've, but, you've earned it, though. You deserve it. This is, I was going to say, this is the first vacation that uh, our entire family has been on, a real vacation. We did go out of town for thanks for Christmas 2020, um, but this is the first vacation that we've been on since then, so like so two years. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you've, you deserve it. You've worked hard. It's been rough, but uh, we're looking forward to going skiing, going to Colorado, so... We have a cool show today. It's going to be a little different because we only have one game to recap. So we've only got one Preds game to talk about. We'll do that first, and uh, we'll do that pretty quickly. I uh, just wanted to talk about the win against Vancouver. And then we are going to do our mid-season awards. It's not really mid-season's all-star break, but um, we're going to talk about some awards. And we're not just giving regular awards. We've got some different kind of awards to give out. Sean's got some. I've got some. Should be fun. Uh, you want to tease? What's one of your What's one of your awards called? <laughs> what's one of my awards called? Yeah, I don't know. Well, who's ready to learn who the NHL hits twenty twenty two cover athlete is? There you go. One of mine is the Steve Winwood Award. Ooh, I will tease that out, and you will find out what that means later on. But let's talk about the only game on the schedule for last week, which was the Tuesday game against Vancouver. So. Um, if you don't remember, a couple weeks ago, Vancouver came into Bridgestone Arena and beat the Predators pretty easily. Like it was, uh, the Predators played terrible in that game. Yeah, and uh, this was kind of the opposite. The Predators were pretty much owning the Vancouver Canucks most of the game. The, the Canucks did get a couple of lucky goals, but really, after Matthew Highmore, Matthew Highmore scored for Vancouver early on. Uh, it was pretty much all Preds. Shortly after that, Ryan Johansson gets like a little half breakaway at the end of a Vancouver power play. Almost a shorthanded goal, not quite though. Uh, scores on a really nice wrist shot over Thatcher Demko. Uh, one minute after that, Philip Forsberg scored again. And he would not be done scoring on the night. But I wanted to show this first goal because this is just like, I've seen so much of this this year from Forsberg and also a few other players of just really excellent tips on net. And I want to show this. I think this is such a, such a skilled play that he made to, to tip home this goal. I'm going to show that real quick. For number nine, but look at this. Myers comes into the lineup, filling in. And John Heinz talked about this play, the high slot tip. Philip Forsberg waiting for a perfect shot by Myers and look at that deflection right on the inside of the post absolutely no chance for Demko but I love how they set up and this is what you have to do that shot mentality Ugh, disgusting like how does he do that that angle to be able to tip that puck first of all to be able to look behind you and see where your puck is coming from from the blue line as you're going towards the net that's tough and facing towards net and then to be able to tip it on net just perfectly very well done. Could you do that, Sean? Do you think you could do that? No, I could barely skate. I don't think I'd be able to do any of that. But I'm really glad. I wasn't sure going into this if you were going to play the whole thing or just the tip. But um, it was really nice to see Phil Myers, you know, kind of getting yeah. on the on the scoreboard with that assist. And I, I, you know, I think there's there's kind of this 
you know, we've moved away, I think, as a society from shots from the blue line and, and stuff. This was a little bit different, in, in my opinion, because this I don't know that it was necessarily designed to, like, just fire something in and then try to clean up the garbage as much as they've actually been working on yeah. that kind of play. And so I think it's nice to see that you know, that takes accuracy from the guy firing that puck in to get it where it needs I've, to go as well. I've noticed, I've noticed Fabro, Carrier, and, like you just saw, Myers, all three doing yeah. that. Ekholm and Fa- and Yossi are very different scorers. Like they have the sort of skill to be able to fire on net and to be able to score with their shots. Fabro, Carrier, and M- Myers, and then the other ones as well, Benning and such and so forth, are all more fire it on net, aiming for another stick kind of guys. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's that's kind of where they are. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Great to see Philip Myers. Would be really good to see Philip Myers like kind of stay in the lineup, right? I mean, if yeah. that's the beginning of him kind of really coming in and being a third pairing guy, like we kind of thought he should be, that would be good. I would think. I, I'd, I'd take it. And I, I think, you know, they're, they've looked for that kind of presence, that large, large bodied defender that can fire those in, um, you know, with some accuracy toward another stick. And I think they tried to get that with good Branson last season and it mm-hmm. didn't really work out very well. Right. But right, right, this right. is a different story with Myers, I think. So I'm, I'm hoping that develops into more. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, in the second period, so the Predators led two to one, I think, at the first. In the second period, um, or maybe it was tied. I think it was actually tied. In the second period, the Predators go ahead on a really, really nice, yet another really nice goal by Philip Forsberg. This is a rare one-timer slap shot goal by Philip Forsberg on the power play that looks very much like a very high-scoring um, Russian player who plays in Washington. Hmm. No, I'm not talking about Evgeny Kuznetsov. I'm talking about Alex Ovechkin. Oh, I but thought you were go. talking about Kuznetsov. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Here's what it looked like. Johansson on the far side, Duchesne. Duchesne has had the hot hand on the power play in particular. They're working to Mikhail Granlin. Yossi on the same strong side. He gets the puck, works it now to Forsberg. A score! So a little slap shot one-timer. Uh, very nice looking goal there. Um, I, you know, I say it looks like Alex Ovechkin. The, run, the one thing that's obviously very different is Ovechkin's ability to shoot from there is all about how fast he shoots. It is the speed in which... He is able to wind up and hit the puck with such velocity accurately. Yeah. No one does it like he does it. Like there is not even a comparison. So I don't, I'm not trying to say Philip Forsberg looked like a Betchkin there. It's just a similar looking play. I mean, that, that does look like whatever 200 power play goals Betchkin <laughs> yeah. scored, which I think is how many he scored, which is nuts. But um, uh, so, anyways, um, moving on the, in the third period, uh, Tanner Jano, uh gets another goal. He adds the fourth goal on just a really another nice shift by that line. They've just been so good all year, continuing to do that. Four to two is the final. Uh, good win for the Preds, getting revenge on the Canucks, who had beat them a couple weeks back. So uh, good to see that. They enter the All-Star break with a W. John Hines and company were all very happy about that. Oh, it was was that UC Soros' 100th win? Yeah. 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 Also UC Soros's 100th win. So there you go. Good win. It's a good win, and I, I think something that really has started to stand out to me the longer the season goes on and the more goals that Philip Forsberg continues to score is that the, the number of ways in which he scores. He's not just scoring one type of goal over and over again, but 
he's pretty much doing everything possible to score. And I think when you start to see a guy come online like that, where they're no, no matter what the situation, no matter what the setup is, the situation on the ice, the location on the ice, that's how, you know, somebody is heating up and and I'm pretty sure he's about to be on fire. So at the risk of spoiling our future awards, I, I, I do want to mention Forsberg, but we'll, we'll save him for maybe he might come up in some, some award talk. So, so let's do that. Let's go ahead and do that now. Let's jump let's right into it. awards because do some awards. What I wanted to do here is kind of award guys in ways you wouldn't normally think about and think about some outside of the box type awards. Obviously you could award like the goal of the year, the save of the year, the win, the game of the year, all that stuff. Um, but we're going to kind of go a little different, and I'm not sure who should start. Who, who Do you want to start? I can. I, I have a plethora of awards in my awards. Let's go with your I'm first award. To. Who is your first award going to? Okay, so I'm going to start off with, I think, I think may not be a big shocker for anybody, but I'm going to start off with Comeback Player of the Year. Okay. And I'm, I'm really excited about this award. Not so much because, I mean, it's an award that, like, as a coach, you would give out every year, you know, like, hey, this – kind of had a rough season last season is better this season. And, you know, in, in the, in the sports I've coached, it's, it's usually not too much of a fall off, you know, but uh, I think for me, the excitement comes from getting to say this person's name, because this is, I think, I think a lot of us have been waiting, dare I say, hoping for this player to make a comeback. Um, and I would say not even a comeback to previous form with the predators, but previous form with, other teams. And I'm going to give this award to Matt Duchesne for his comeback this season. I thought you were going another direction with it. I'm surprised. Really? See, yeah. Where did you think I was going? Well, I think I, I think I misread your text earlier and I think I thought you were going with Mikhail Granlund, but we'll skip that for now. It doesn't matter. Matt Duchesne, talk about him. Well, I think the thing is we, we spoke a lot last season about how on paper, Duchesne was doing everything he could possibly do to score goals without scoring the actual goals. And I think, especially with the kind of talk that a lot of people were putting out there, you know, myself included, you know, this was kind of a uh, prove it year. You know, look, we couldn't even, we dangled you out there for, uh, for the expansion draft and there were no takers, you know, and Seattle Mm -hmm. is a team that, that can't afford to take on a larger contract right now. You know, they're a team that, you know, if you look at the way Duchesne's performing now and you reset and you have the, if you redo the expansion draft with the same set of parameters, who are they taking out of the unprotected players? They're going to take Matt Duchesne. There's no question at all. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you take Matt Duchesne over Callie Yarncroke right now? If if I'm Seattle, there's a lot of players I would take over Callie Yarncroke on this team. I mean, um, of the unprotected players, yeah. Ryan Johansson I would have taken. Matt Duchesne I would have taken. Uh, might have taken uh, wasn't Dante Fabro exposed maybe or did they protect him I can't remember but they, yeah there were there was a lot of options Colton Sissons I would have taken probably over Calion Croke but would you have taken who would you have taken first who would be your number one pick uh, it probably would have been Duchesne yeah and that and that's the thing for me is that this was a player that was more than available over the summer for free you yeah. did not have to give anything up for Matt Duchesne this summer, and the team was not willing to take that risk. And everybody, at least that I talk to or hear or am aware of, at least in the Nashville Predators media world, was saying Matt Duchesne needs to prove it this season. And, I mean, 
he really has. I mean, this yeah. is, it's, you know, we talk a lot about Philip Forsberg scoring goals and, Oh, look at Forsberg scored another goal. He scored two goals. Oh, he had a hat trick. Matt Duchesne's only a couple of goals behind him. You know, if, if Forsberg's on pace to break the single season scoring record, um, Matt Duchesne could break it just as well. This is a Matt really Duchesne, Matt Duchesne, uh, 42 games into the year has, he's basically at, he's, he's at, he's at one of the highest points per game rates in his career. Yeah. He's at 0.98 points per game, almost a point per game. Last year he was 0.38. The year before that, 0.64. But 0.38 to your point of it being comeback player of the year. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a good call there because that guy has been leagues better than he was last year and getting the production. Now, there's a lot of reasons for that. He's been playing with better line mates. He's been stuck with the uh stuck. He's been uh, paired with the Granlund and Forsberg line this year, which has been great. He was stuck with guys like Brad Richardson and Nick Cousins and Carla Callie Yarncroke last year a lot. Um, anyways, but he, yeah, I, I can't fault that. Great first award, comeback player of the year, Matt Duchesne. Okay, I want to go with my first option is hit of the year. Oh, I think that you have a, maybe a similar category. I'm not sure if you're going to the same guy, um, but I wanted to just do hit of the year. I just thought this was a great, and it actually came last week. This was an awesome hit. If you didn't see this, this was so loud in the arena and the place went crazy. I only have a GIF of it, so there's no audio, um, but it plays a couple times, but you'll, you'll get to see this. So here you go. Hit of the year. Go. Mark Borowiecki destroys Oliver Ekman Larson in the corner, sent him flying. Yeah. Um, just a a brutal hit and very legal and perfect, perfectly legal, perfectly awesome. Like everything about that hit was great. So Mark Borowiecki, if you sorry, if you weren't paying attention or if you if you're not watching this, you probably just heard silence right there for a second. <laughs> picture, picture Mark Borowiecki going into to 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 knock Eggman Larson off the puck in the corner and basically Oliver Eggman Larson going farther than the puck did, like just completely destroying him. It was, it was amazing. It was so loud in the arena. I, I'm sure you were there, right? Yeah, I was, I was there and I was, I wasn't on media row. I was actually in the stands with my yeah. son and I, I had to cover his eyes because I thought he'd seen his first murder. Yeah, um, right. It was, bad. it was really bad. Have you have you seen the movie, the Marvel movie, Doctor Strange, by any chance? Yeah, yeah. You know the scene when he's he's Doctor, where uh, Stephen Strange, he's not Doctor Strange anymore at this point, is being uh, kind of cocky and glib with uh, the Ancient One, and she sends him. Oh, into yes. the uh, Yeah, into the it's astral realm. Back. Yeah, that's kind of what happened to Eckman yeah. Larson, and I just that was man, what a hit that was, yeah, and how so nice great. to be able to just. Make as much noise as I wanted to in the stands for that one. Wow. That great. So hit of the year goes to Mark Borbietsky. Congrats to him. Uh, what is your next award? Well, let's take a look at the uh, the awards here. Let's see. I've done this one. Okay. This, this one's a, just a fun one. We're not going to talk about a lot of skill here or anything that really matters on the ice. But, you know, one of the one of the fun things about about covering the team is that you, you do kind of get some time where you're just sitting there watching the ice before the game. And so I'm, I'm going to go with the uh, the best pregame ritual award. 
right. um, and really it came down to, to three players. And I want to talk a little bit about each one. Of course, we all know that Matt Duchesne comes out and sits by himself. Yeah. Um, and that was enough of a, you know, crazy weird thing that it was worth writing an article about after he arrived in Nashville. Um, and he's been pretty consistent with showing up with his two cell phones, drinking his, uh, his drink and checking his two drink. cell phones. Two cell phones? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. I've okay. seen him with two cell phones. I'm not really sure what's going on. It's fine. Business and pleasure. Yeah, I don't. You know, one for country music, I guess. The other one for business. So, um, <laughs> that's my guess. I could be wrong. If anyone wants to correct me on that, that's fine. Um, but then I noticed that that toward the beginning of the season, he kind of he kind of developed uh, like he got a little buddy out there with him sometimes, and that was uh, it was Nick Cousins, and Nick Cousins will come out. And uh, the first thing he'll do is he'll take the, the, the pucks that are stacked up and he'll kind of toss them out to one of the face-off dots and see, almost like curling, if he can get one to land in the center. He'll do several until he finally hits one. Once he hits one, it's all business. He picks up one last puck, throws it at the net. If he misses, sometimes he'll go two until he hits one. Um, but you can kind of tell what kind of night Nick Cousins is going to have, in my opinion, based off how much he's feeling himself after that. If he gets Got pretty it. jazzed up, he's going to have a good night. And, of course – um, I've got to add late addition to the uh, considerations here is Philip Tomasino, who now comes out um, a little bit before both of those gentlemen and just takes a puck, fires it down at the net, sees if he makes it or not, and uh, heads back into the locker room. So out of those three guys, I'm going to go the, uh, the best pregame ritual award goes to Nick Cousins. Ah, Cousins wins it. Well, it's it's a game within a game for me, and that's you know, <laughs> he he doesn't earn the right to shoot at the net until he hits the uh, the face off dot. So I, I think I think I can appreciate that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Solid solid award there. Congrats to Nick Cousins. Um, could, could also call that the too much time on my hands award because I'm paying. Attention well, I mean, I, I think you could give that to, to to most of us. I mean, we all have too much time on our hands if all we're doing is talking about hockey all the time. Yeah, I don't true. think anyone's going to fault you for that. Okay, mine, my next one is the post-game quote of the year. Now, let's face it. Hockey players really don't have a ton of post-game quotes that really say much or mean much or impact us or that we even remember. Um, but, and unless you're a writer like we are to, to where you've really got to focus on that kind of thing in order to get stuff to write about, it just probably goes in one ear out the other. You probably don't even think about it. But this one stuck out to me because um, the guy that did the, that that said this is uh, first of all, English is his second language, and he is, I would say, docile, shy, timid, not verbose in terms of the post game quotes. He gives very short sentences which makes sense because he's an English language learner. He's gotten a lot better as we go on. But the reason that this quote stuck out is because this gentleman said a bad word in the post game. And uh, that gentleman would be UC Soros. Whoa. And uh, I think a lot of people, eh, maybe, they may, maybe some people had a uh, more positive view of him after this because they thought, oh, this guy's got some spice. I mean, look, it, it if you know, I'm not clutching pearls here. I, I, I cuss all the time. I don't on this show, but I cuss all the time. Cussing never has bothered me. It never will. 
But some people it does. And I think this is just funny that this happened. So you'll see it. It's so organic in how he says it that like, it's funny that it even became a thing. I tweeted it out and a bunch of people were like, oh man, UC's grown up. But um, here we go, UC Soros. It's actually kind of, you got to kind of listen to hear it. But here you go, UC Soros cursing in the post game. Good team, obviously. And uh, we, I think we will try to make an effort to uh, get back into the game. And obviously it was a kind of shitty goal on like the second one. So, but yeah, their goalie played well, well and uh, just couldn't score tonight. Obviously he was talking about a crappy goal that he thinks he allowed. That was against the Toronto Maple Leafs, a loss that the Predators had. Um, any player is going to be mad after a loss. It just was interesting to see that UC was, um, and obviously he's, he's cursing about himself. He's, he was upset that he gave up that goal. He thought it was a, a bad goal from to allow. I can't remember the goal specifically. I think I probably would agree with him, but, um, yeah. So was it, was it Matthews who scored the goal? I don't even remember. I, I, I remember like they scored like two or three goals kind of in like one period. Yeah. And I think the second one was the one that he was upset about. And I don't even remember what the goal was to be honest. I don't either. But there you go. Post-game quote of the year, UC Soros cussing. And I'll tell you, you know, look, he's got tattoos. He's using he's using yeah. foul language. We're we're a big boy now. We're the we're in the he's, starters crease. He's in Vegas right now for the All-Star game. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what he's doing Ooh. out there. I don't think that he's just sitting drinking chamomile tea in his hotel room. <laughs> just guessing. Telling Pecorine stories. Yeah, just uh, FaceTiming Pecorine about the all-star game. I don't think he's doing that. I don't know what he's doing. I have no idea. I can't speak for him, but um, he's growing up. I'll tell you that. Looks like I'm up with another award, Alex, and I'm, I'm pretty excited it. about this one. Um, I want to do a couple of awards that really, uh, you know, they, they, they're kind of in my wheelhouse. And, and the first one um, of those that I'll, I'll get to um, is the third pairing defender of the year. Everyone who knows me knows that I am the champion of the third pairing defenders. Um, it's an important role, I think, third on the ice. Defender, defender. Yeah, I am the defender of the third pairing, probably the third pairing defender of the third pairing defenders. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing, you know, it's it's an overlooked role. They don't get paid as much as the other guys out there, unless it's just like at the end of somebody's career, and you're just like, oh gosh, we got to put them somewhere. We can't let them go out on the bench, but. You know, they don't get paid as much as everybody else. They eat up all the all the uh, the crappy minutes that are out there. They got to do all the dirty jobs. But there's one guy that's been playing on the third pairing that has also been called upon, not just this season, but last season as well, to play up several times. And I think not only has he been up to the task, but I think he's overperformed expectations when he's been asked to do that. And I think, quite frankly, um, this is a player who's improved quite a bit from the time he joined the team as he's really leaned into this style of play. So for uh, the award of third pairing defender of the year, it's going to go out to Matt Binning. Oh, okay. All Is right. that what you were thinking I was going to say? I, I thought either him or Borbietsky, but I was I was leaning Binning. But yeah, there you go. That's a good one. Now, I would say Binning has – Hasn't he kind of jumped around more recently? Like he's kind of his ice time has definitely gone up, but that's been more because of injuries than than really right. a true role change. So correct, probably, yeah, probably still fair to call him a third pairing defenseman. Yeah, no, I, I I'm I'm not going to sit here and say, oh yeah, he's on the second pair. No, he's he's yeah. on the third pairing. I think the ideal yeah. situation right now on the Predators is to have Benning and Borvietsky on the third yeah. pairing. I think when necessary, 
he's played up and I think he's done a, an admirable job when, when he's been tasked with that. But um, yeah, he's still a third pairing defender as far as, as far as I yeah, can yeah. tell you. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yep. Okay. Good one. Matt Benning. Congrats to him. He, Matt Benning always looks so young to me. He does every look time, Every time I see him on it, there's something about that dude needs to grow a beard or something because he looks so baby faced. I mean, honestly, he looks like a teenager. He looks like 15, 16 years old. Like every time I see him. And it's like, this guy's just, I, I don't know how, how old is he actually? I'm guessing he's like 26 or something, 27. How old is, how old is Matt Benning? Let's look it up real quick. Know. Matt Benning, 27 years old, nailed it. So, like, that dude is not like 27. That dude looks barely 17. Well, I mean, you know, in his defense, I couldn't grow a beard until I was like 35 years old. Really? Yeah, just popped up one day. That is odd. Did you like just look like if I didn't shave for a while? Did you like walk by a radioactive, like a power plant or something? No, I just, it just, you know, it looked like somebody tried to put a garbage fire out or something all over yeah. my face and it was just bad and everyone felt bad for me and they were like, I tried to grow a beard one time. It did not work. I hate it. It's, that's awful. Never want to do it well, again. It makes me so you know, itchy. It's, it's worked out for me. It looks great on you. Keep, keep, keep it growing. Well, that's what I'm here for is for people to compliment me on my beard. So thank <laughs> you. All right, so um, the next one for me is going to be the That Dude of the Year. Who is That Dude of the Year? And I'm, I'm wondering if I'm going to cross into one, one that you mentioned earlier, one of your future awards. Mm. But the That Dude to me is every single game, there is that dude on this team that when he goes out on the ice – the flip of this script can like the, the entire script of the game can change and he can in with, with his play on the puck or with his physical play, every single time this particular player goes on the ice, something in the team, if it's not going well, will change. Or if something on the other, something the other team is doing well can be switched. He is that dude that makes things happen. That makes things switch over. And the guy I'm going, the guy I'm talking about is Tanner Janot. Oh, because every single time I watch that guy out on the ice, I think something something is going to happen where the the momentum is going to switch in the Predators' favor because of either the way that he's going to play the game on, on in the corners or in the middle of the ice in front of the net or the way that he's going to body up somebody and just knock someone around and get in their face and get under their skin, or the way he's going to score with the puck or make a pass to Jakob Trenin or to score a goal from, you know, from the dirty area. So that dude of the year so far has been Tanner Janot. And every single time I watch him, I think this dude's about to make something good happen on the ice. Very rarely do I think, Oh no, he's in trouble, or oh no, he's got he's he's in a bad situation right here. He just always seems to be that dude. I think I think the only people that are thinking oh no are members of the opposing team. Yeah, and coaches and fans, and potentially their moms and dads. Oh well, well you got to remember moms and dads. That's for sure. Tanner Janot is that dude. Better I agree. Know. That's a that's an outstanding category and a, and a well deserved award. Uh, I, I, I like that one. I, I'm going to, I'm going to go with one here. Um, you know, <clears throat> every year, I think you, you hear video game fans 
um, you know, get excited about who's going to be on the cover of, of whichever, you know, sports flagship video game, because it's, it means something. If you recall that uh, PK Subban was on the, on the cover of the, uh, of the NHL game a few seasons ago, and that was a big deal. Um, you know, you, you hope it's going to be your player or somebody from your team or something like that, that they, they embody the spirit of the sport or something like that. But I think, you know, there's a, there's a video game series that I think kind of got left out and I'm, I'm, I want to revive it just for the sake of this award. And that was of course, NHL hits with a Z. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's is one of my favorite video games of all time. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like it too. And I, I miss it. Um, I wish they'd bring it back realistically. Anything that, that kind of brings that NBA jam feel to any sports yeah. game, I think is enjoyable. Um, you know, I'm not an overly technical or skilled gamer, so something that makes it a little simpler to, to dominate and have fun for me works. But, you know, I think if there were going to be a, an edition of this game coming out that would reflect this season, I think, then, you know, it doesn't happen a lot, Alex. It's not, it's not something you'd come to expect. Usually you would expect one player to be on the cover. But I'm going to say that if it were to come out this season, there would be two players on the cover. And those players would be, as you mentioned previously, Tanner Janot and Mark Borowiecki. Ah, okay. So because two... if you... Gotcha. A twofer. And if you see either of those guys coming and you have the puck, just give the puck up. It's going to be a lot easier for your body in the long run. So one of the things I remember about that video game is you had – one way to play it was – you had to compete, uh, complete certain objectives when you played. So like there'll be one game where like, not only did you have to win, but you had to like uh, complete 80 passes and score two slap shot goals or something. And then one of the objectives was always uh, check two guys through the glass. Cause you could do that in that game. And yeah, those guys would be very easy to do that. Especially Borowiecki. He is a uh, specimen I'm telling you <laughs> scary dude. All right, I've got one more award. How many do you have? You, you one done? more award. Give one more. All right, I'll do mine, and then you, you finish off. All right. So okay. my final award. This is the, the the biggest award that I have. Is the Steve Winwood Award. So this is this goes out to the player that has the rest of the fan base, uh, <laughs> basically asking to to bring him a higher love. So it's about. <laughs> It's it's they cannot see how it's possible to love this guy any more than they already do. And and wow. yet they are like he's bringing us a higher love every time, um, because if you think about it, there must be a higher love down in the heart or hidden in the stars above. Without it, life is a wasted time. Look inside your heart and I'll look inside mine. And this particular player has so many incredible things going for him. He's won a major trophy before. He is extremely good looking. He is married. He has a kid. He is incredibly good at the, at the game of hockey. And yet this season, he has looked even better than anyone has ever seen. He somehow has elevated his game and brought Predators fans a higher love. And that would be Roman Yossi. So Roman Yossi wins the Steve Winwood Award for bringing Preds fans even a higher love than they previously had. Wow. That was 
convoluted, I'd say. It was good, though. I I don't know. It kind of makes me want to change the name of, of my next award. So um, I feel like... Is your award feel, for Roman Yossi? No. Um, okay. Strangely, I, I didn't I didn't have an award for Roman Yossi because most of mine are based on nonsense. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> but... You know, let, let me talk about this. I was originally going to call this the Unsung Hero Award. Okay. Um, which I think is still an apt title. However, I, we could call it the Michael McDonald Award. Ah. Because, like all Yacht Rock, <laughs> it's a lot better with Michael McDonald. Um, <laughs> and so you can enjoy what the Predators are putting on the ice, but when this guy's out there, it just looks better. It, it's it's all better. And, I, and that award, of course, and again... Back to the original title. This is an unsung hero. We've we've mentioned a lot of names on this uh, on this podcast on this show. We we talk about a lot of names over and over again. And there's a name that we don't mention as much. It comes up, but it often comes up in a supporting role. And I think yeah. the reason for that is because this guy makes a lot of things happen. I know who you're going with. Really? Yeah, I bet you do. Mainly because I texted it to you earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's probably why. Um, but I would say the unsung hero on this team, because this is the guy behind a lot of these nasty goals. He's the one that's dishing that that sweet pass to uh, whoever's about to score it. And that, of course, is Mikhail Granlund. I believe he is the unsung Amazing. hero on this on this <clears throat> team of the season. I mean, I, I th- yeah, I cannot disagree with that. Mikhail Granlund has been – I mean, he's like he, – he's been in the top um, – le- the, among the leaders and assists all season, I don't know where he is right now. I, I don't think he's leading it or anything, but um, he's been so good in that area. <clears throat> he is a really great on the power play. He's been a, a huge difference maker on the power play this year, especially. Yeah, Mikhail Granlund, um, amazing, and he's he's also a he's he's great on the penalty kill. He does so much. Like that guy has been crucial to this team. But but you have to think too. You know, we've talked about. Philip Forsberg having a great season. We've also talked about Matt Duchesne having a great season. Who yeah. is their line mate? Mikhail Granlund. It's Mikhail Granlund. And he's the he's one that's sitter. making it he's happen. Sitter. He's not just their line yeah. mate. He's the sitter. He's the guy. No, he's, he's clogging up. He's clogging up the middle of the lane. Uh, he's he's taking face-offs. He's uh he's look he's seeing the game differently. He has a vision that no one else does. Um, yeah, he's been he's been really, really remarkable. His his play. And I think I asked him about it at the beginning of the season, just, you know, like, hey, you know, what, what, or maybe it was last season when I noticed how good he had become in front of the net. I was like, you know, what have you worked on? What are you doing that has allowed you to become this menace up front? He's like, I'm not doing anything different. Mm-hmm. Clearly he is. And that's, and the thing is, you know, he's gone and worked on his game. And I think, I think that's the biggest thing I can say, you know, for a lot of the guys on the team is that in the off season, a lot of them put in a lot of work to improve areas of their game as as coy and as humble as they want to be about it. They put in the work and you're seeing it pay off. And I mean, Granlin looks, I mean, you know, he gives 110%, if not 125% every second he's on the ice. He's been very, uh, very good. Yeah. Never mm-hmm. seen him slack at all. And it's, it's he signed, he signed a four-year contract with, with the Predators, right? Um, mm-hmm. Let me double-check that. I think it was a four-year deal. Um, after they didn't trade him and they thought they were going to – yeah, four-year contract. Yeah, five, four, four by five. So four, yeah. four years, $20 million. Um, And he'll be 34 at the end of that, 
Uh, if he can keep doing this for the next four years, that is a like crazy steal. Yeah. If he can, if he can put up the assist numbers he's putting like this, like it probably he'll probably finish with fifty or sixty assists. I mean, probably probably closer to fifty, but fifty-five. How many does he have now? Thirty-two. Thirty. Yeah. That's... He'll have a reasonable, reasonable like fifty. He'll be a fifty assist guy for the next four years. If that's what he yeah. is, that's a crazy good uh, contract. We're doing, especially because he's if, he, if he's facilitating facilitating guys like Forsberg and Duchesne. So, when you think back to the night that Forsberg scored four goals, yeah, Granlin he assisted all, every one of them. I mean, <laughs> every all four of those. Those were nasty assists too. They were. Oh man, most of those goals didn't happen without Granlin. I'll say yeah. that. There you go. All right, awards complete. Congratulations to all the winners. Yeah, it was... a, lot of, a lot of big, a lot of big winners tonight. Um, Shane Granland, Yossi Soros, Tanner Janot, Borbietsky got two awards. Wow, look at that! Borbietsky walked away with two. Matt Benning got an award. Almost Pretty like sweet. somebody here has a thing for third pairing defenders. <laughs> uh... <clears throat> well, there you go. There's our show. Uh, we do want to just briefly mention the the week ahead. The Predators play on Wednesday. They're still on the All Star break uh, slash Olympic break, whatever it was supposed to be. Doesn't matter. But this this Wednesday game is a makeup game, correct? This is one of the makeup yeah. games. Mm-hmm. So they play Wednesday, February 9th at Dallas. And then Saturday, February 12th versus Winnipeg. This is also one of the makeup games from that COVID situation earlier. Yeah. So, yeah, the Predators are back in action this week. Two games this week. So, um, pretty light work. I would expect you have Soros to start both games, I would imagine. Yeah. So, there you go. All right, you can check out all of our hockey coverage at A to Z Sports Natural.com. Go to onthefortech.com as well. Check out everything there. And follow me on Twitter at AlexDarty1. Follow Sean on Twitter at SCSOTF. And we will see you next week.